You're listening to the WCU Wellcast, a podcast brought to you by the Office of Wellness Promotion. My name is CJ, and I'll be your host. We'd like to thank you for tuning in to our first episode, where I'll be discussing positive psychology with our guest, Dr. Laura Varecchia. Make sure you check out the link in our description where you'll find Dr. Varecchia's book, Making Life Better Through Road Trips with Heather. Enjoy. Um, hi, Connor. Thank you for having me. Um, I've been teaching at Westchester for uh, over 20 years now in the psychology department, and I've been teaching um, positive psychology since uh, 2017. So um, just within the last few years. And um, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, today we are here to talk about positive psychology. Uh, and I wanted to start off with a really basic question. What is positive psychology? How is it different than other practices of psychology? Yeah, that's a great question. So positive psychology um, is sort of a reaction to the old model of psychology, which was a disease-based model. So psychology was designed to treat the problems. People were maybe suffering from anxiety or depression, and it was, how can we fix those problems? And then we realized that um, maybe it's not enough to just get back to baseline and we could focus on um, getting better than that, going in the positive direction. So self-actualization or um, you know, becoming happier, living a life of well-being, focusing on your strengths. So positive psychology is really about addressing all of that, what gets you beyond baseline and living your best possible life. Right, yeah, and like you said, it helps with your well-being. Um... In, in what ways yes. does positive psychology really intersect and interact with our health and well-being? Yeah, so I was thinking about that um, when you initially contacted me, and I think I was wondering, you know, what do we think about when we think about well-being? What does it mean, you know, to be well? And one component of that to me seems to be less stress. When we're stressed, it really affects our mental health, our physical health, and all of those things. Um, so if we are feeling stressed, we're maybe feeling overwhelmed or feeling out of control, um, thinking that we don't have a lot of choice in the matter. And so what positive psychology does is it offers you some tools to keep you from being overwhelmed, remind you that you have choices, put things in perspective. So I think that what positive psychology is really good at is reducing that stress and anxiety and helping you to get to a life of well-being. What I've learned from positive psychology, I'm taking the course this semester um, with Dr. Ullenbrock. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a lot of, you know, keeping that bad away and then bringing a lot more good. You know, it's a less focus on the, a little less focus on the bad, like less focus on that disease model, like you said, and more yeah. like really bringing up the good. Yeah. Uh, and one of those big parts that we've been focusing on uh, is gratitude. Right. Mm-hmm. And so actually last semester, the Office of Wellness Promotion did a really big week long online event surrounding gratitude. Um, mm-hmm. So I just wanted to hear from you. How does gratitude um, affect our well-being? OK, so gratitude is really awesome. And um, I have a couple things to say about gratitude. But one thing I'll say about gratitude is that research shows that If you are expressing gratitude, thinking about all the things that you're thankful for and what's going well, at that moment, it's actually impossible for you to be experiencing negative emotions. So it's one of the quickest fixes 
for feeling terrible and feeling awful is just stop right there and start writing down all the things you're gra grateful for because it will cancel out those negative feelings. Like you can't be angry at somebody when you're thinking about all the things you love about them. So it's a really powerful tool. Um, yeah, so gratitude is, is great. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, wow, I didn't know that. That is yeah. incredible. I feel like yeah. um, we've been doing gratitude journaling Mm -hmm. um, and I know that's a great tool to sort of practice that. Um, but I know I struggle some days just finding any bit of gratitude. But now that you say that, I think, yeah, I think it'll be a lot easier. Yeah, it's a super powerful tool. Maybe even start with the things that are frustrating you and find the things that you love about that thing in your life that you think is giving you so much trouble. What are the good things that that's bringing into your life and just shift your perspective? So, yeah. right. Yeah. Sort of that two sides of the same coin yes you know just like our, our well-being the, the lack yes the absolutely yeah, yeah. and I, I don't know if you um, might have gotten into this in your class with the gratitude but um another thing about um expressing gratitude you can express gratitude for things that are external to yourself but another thing we don't always remember to do is to give ourselves credit and be grateful for the things that we've accomplished and i, I don't you might have covered savoring in your class i don't know if you were going to get to that but I think we just touched. Okay. On. Yeah. So um, that's another thing that's really important to remember. A lot of times you'll get into a pattern where something bad happens in your day and you can't let it go. You ruminate over it all day, all the bad things that happened and how they could go differently. And if something goes well, you just let go of it and move on. If you had a test that went well, you just sort of forget about it. So remembering to hold on to those good things for just as long and give yourself credit and, you know, think all day about the test that went well instead of the test that went badly. So savoring is another thing that's sort of related to gratitude that's really important to shift your focus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, could you go into a little bit about like what ways can people, especially college students, practice gratitude in their everyday life? Yeah. Um, so you mentioned gratitude journaling, which is great. Um, one thing that research does show, and I think you touched on this a little bit when you said some days it's hard to think of things to be grateful for, they found that if you have to keep a gratitude journal every day, it starts to become a chore. And so people don't get the same boost or benefit from it. So um, you may not want to do it in a way that makes you feel like it's another requirement or chore or something you have to do in your day. Um, but like I said, I would try to bring it out as a, a tool to whenever you're feeling badly, like use that as a signal to yourself, okay, here's a moment or I need to stop and express gratitude. So instead of doing it every night right before you go to bed or every morning when you get up, find those times during your day when you really need a positive shift and use that to find three things you're grateful for. Yeah, yeah. So kind of using it That's as what... like a, a lift up. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, yeah. And what do you think about it um, when you're like experiencing good things, you know, when you're really in a good mood, uh, are there also additional positive effects to gratitude journaling at that point? Um, yeah, absolutely. When things are going well, you want to keep them going well. And that's sort of what I was talking about with the savoring. If you can make those moments last. And um, one exercise that I do in my class is to have students think about something that they enjoyed during the week. Um, for one student, it was just, she happened to have lunch with her mother and she wrote down about that experience and they sit and they write for five minutes, all the wonderful things they can remember, the conversation they had, what they ate, what they talked about. Um, and then after writing it down, they find someone to share that with. 
And so they share their experience with someone else and that other person gets to feel all the joy that they felt and that experience and everything. And I, I don't know if we do that enough. We often, you know, either complain to our friends about our day or say, you know, everything was fine. But how often do you sit down with your friend and say like, oh my gosh, I gave the best presentation today. I was so awesome. Wait, you should hear what they said, what they did. You know, we don't always relive those joyous moments with our friends. So that's something um, to keep in mind in terms of, you know, being grateful and savoring the good. Yeah. Because yeah, I think it can, it can almost come off as like prideful when we tell people about that, but it really is exciting. And I know I get excited when my friends share that with me. So it's something right. we should do more often. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. In our culture, we kind of think, wait, we're bragging. We should be more humble. We shouldn't. But just like you said, if your friend comes up to you and tells you about an awesome experience they had, you're not going to say, why are you telling me that? Right. You're going to be excited for them. Yeah. So in the same way, our friends will be excited for us when we share that good news and relive it and savor it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've also learned uh, from our positive psych class, um, mm -hmm. one of the first things we went over were strengths and yes. they play a big role in positive psychology. Um, so could you tell us what, what does it mean to use our strengths and how can that improve our well-being? Yeah. So um, you probably took the VIA, did you take the Virtues in Action survey to find out what your highest strengths are, right? So um, there is a free survey you can take online to find out your highest 24 character strengths. And the cool thing about these character strengths is that they are um, characteristics which are valued all over the world. They're universally valued. People always think they're good. And expressing these strengths does not diminish others. So if you have this strength, it doesn't make others around you feel less than. Um, and so it's helpful. It's things like um, your strength might be bravery, or um, you might be good at perspective taking, you might be good at expressing gratitude. Knowing your highest strengths, you can put those into practice in your daily life. So another exercise that I have my students do is to take that highest strength and figure out what's a different way you could use it every day during the week. So, um, you know, if your strength is um, humor, how could you five different ways put humor into practice in your daily life to make your life better, to improve the life of people around you? Um, so knowing your strengths can really help you. Um, and you probably also talked about in class how knowing your strengths can help you do anything from choose a major to find your occupation because you'll figure out the things that match well with your personality and the things that you're good at. So yeah, so very useful to know your yeah. strengths. Do you, what, what are your highest yeah. strengths? Do you remember? Plays, I think, uh, I know a couple of them. I know um, love, um, appreciation for beauty mm -hmm. and I'm trying to think of one more that I know is up there. Um, I think it's perspective wisdom. Yeah. That's cool. Um, those are three of my top yeah. five. Yeah. And what's interesting to me too, is that they can change. So when I did the test a few years ago, gratitude was one of my highest strengths. And then over the last few years, fairness has gotten up there, which makes a lot of sense to me, given everything that's going on in the world right now, that that would be more of a focus. So yeah, yeah. So you can take the test yeah. more than once yeah. and find out how they change. Yeah. Especially after like big life events mm -hmm. happen. Uh, see how you actually really change yeah, as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love those strengths sort of play in so well with positive psych and that focus on the positive instead of the yeah. negative. Because I know personally, and for a lot of other people, 
um there's a lot of focus on fixing whatever you're bad at you know fixing oh i'm not good at this i need more work with this instead of oh i'm really good at this that's right that's right that's exactly what you're talking about and that's what we've talked about with a couple other things too right about not focusing on the negative things in your life or the events um but giving yourself credit for what's going well and getting more of that in your life um so just keep generating more of that um one thing that i do in my class that's just kind of fun is vision boards and um vision boards are when you you know kind of put the things that you enjoy or aspire to and i tell my class that a lot of people do vision boards incorrectly in that they put up things that they think everybody should want like money or a big house or something like that and they work best if you really just cut out images and words that are things that you're attracted to that you want more of in your life so for example, the first vision board I made had a lot of blueberries on it. I mean, I guess I just like blueberries and wanted more of them. Um, but the idea, like you were saying with strengths is if you know your strength, you wanna you know, put yourself in situations where you can use that strength. And with the vision board, if you know what you like and what works well for you, keep getting more of that in your life. You know, if it's animals or people, or you know, the idea is to remind yourself of what you're good at and what you love and surround yourself with that. So, yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. Recently, I know in the past few years, there's been um, sort of an online fad in a way. I don't know if it's like a fad, but um, surrounding like yoga and practicing mindfulness um, and the way that people say it can improve our health and well-being. Uh, do you think mm-hmm. that ties in with positive psychology at all? Um, I do. And um, I think there is something to be said for being mindful um, and whether you do that through a meditation practice or you just become more self-aware um, I think either is fine um, because I know for some people meditation works really well and they feel calm and they feel comforted by that and they can get into a space where they can really focus and for other people when they try to meditate it just sort of gives them anxiety because they feel like they can't quiet their mind and focus so whatever you can do to get yourself in that space where you're more aware of things i i do think that's really helpful and um especially just being mindful of some of the patterns that you go through without even thinking about them. I mean, you and I have already talked about some of the ways that we react to the negative events in our lives. And we just sort of do that automatically without even thinking about, you know, why we're doing it or what we're doing. And we might be even making our situation worse mindlessly. And if we're aware of that, we can stop. Um, One thing that you might not have talked about in your class, I don't know um, if you cover it, but one thing that's kind of big in my class is finding your best possible outcome. And what that means is that everybody has an outcome, you know, that's ideal for them, but in every situation, and they're not always the same. But in talking about these negative events, people often limit their possible outcomes before they even try something. So you say, oh, well, I, I couldn't, you know, get into that group or I couldn't do that before you know. So I try to remind my students that even when there's only a limited chance that something could happen, there's still a chance. So you wanna keep moving forward towards your goals until you know that it's a no, it's a yes. Um, you know, Keep moving forward with that. And um, a lot of things can affect our ability to see those outcomes. For example, when you're depressed, you can't see all the possible outcomes. You feel stuck, you can't see your way out. So when you feel that depression, either do something that makes you happy to expand your opportunities express some gratitude, 
do something to get your mind in a state where you can see all the possible outcomes because we often really limit them before we know what's going on. So, yeah. As soon as you open that up, we hadn't talked on that, but um, I really, really like that. And I hope we actually do get to talk about that. Um, yeah. But yeah, as soon as you open it up, there's just so much more that you feel you can do. You know? Yeah. I had a student who, when we were talking about that in class one day, share a story of how he um, had applied for a job and hadn't heard anything back. And um, it was a job he really wanted in a fitness training position. And um, so eventually he called them up instead of saying, you know, oh, it's been a week, I didn't get the job. He called them up and he said, hey, what's going on? And they said, oh yeah, sorry, you know, you were missing such and such on your resume. So we didn't even bump you to the next stage. And he was able to say to them, oh, well, I don't have that particular skill, but I have this. And by the end of the phone call, they had hired him. So if you, you know, don't act as if it's over, you know, keep moving forward until you know that the job's not yours. So it was just a good example of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's funny. He was kind of like playing on his strengths. You know? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That's right. Right. Yeah. That's good to bring it back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you think learning about all of this stuff, learning about positive psychology can help college students in particular? What ways have you? Yeah, I, I think it's so important, especially for college students and especially now, given the circumstances we're in and, you know, the uncertainty you face coming out of college and, you know, what is the job market going to be like uh, when the world comes back online? Um, so I think it's extremely important for students to learn um, how to put things in perspective, how to be optimistic, how to remember that they have all these options and not limit their outcome prematurely. Um, so I think it's incredibly important for college students. And it goes back to what we were talking about initially about well-being and how stress can be such a problem for your well-being. And college students are under a lot of stress, you know, in all different ways. So I think positive psychology is definitely something that can be useful to a college student. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to end by asking, I love asking professors and anyone that I, I interview for, um, do you have any advice for students moving forward? Any, it, it can be positive psychology related. It could just be general advice. Yeah, um, I think it's kind of positive psychology related and it's kind of life related, but I'm gonna go back to that thing about not limiting your outcomes again. I just think that's super important. Um, you know, if I could give my students one main takeaway, it would be to use all the tools that I've taught them in positive psychology to help them to get to their best possible outcome, um, their best possible job, their best possible relationship, their best possible um, status. I, I don't know if I had told you this before, <laughs> promote my book. So, um, but I did write a book <laughs> that uh, lets you find your best possible outcome. Um, and so it's stories of road trips that I took with my sister, Heather, but along with those stories are um, exercises like quizzes to help you find out if you express a lot of gratitude or for this, this one is, are you afraid? Um, are you grateful? And then after that are exercises to help you improve your gratitude or like if you're afraid of change, things like that, how to deal with that. Um, and mainly how to get to your best possible outcomes. So throughout the book, I give you ways to live your best possible life. Yeah. yeah. So that would be my message. Live your best yeah. life. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I would love to link that uh, in, in the bio for yeah. this episode. That would be great. Yeah, um, I can see that for sure. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah. Wow.
So yeah, and it, you know, it's a real easy read. It reads like a magazine. You can take these quizzes and do it. And yeah, so college students find it very accessible. So yeah. Well, everyone, that about wraps it up for our first episode. I hope you enjoyed our chat with Dr. Laura Varekia. And once again, be sure to check out the link to her book in our description. The Office of Wellness Promotion thanks you for your support, and we encourage you to check out next week's episode of the WCU Wellcast, where we'll be speaking with Professor Steve Uhlenbrock. Remember to check us out on Instagram at WCU Wellness Promotion and find us on RankConnect. As always, stay safe and stay well.